Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Friday, November 5th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is grateful for Carter Hart. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. Keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes, so much more. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. And today we are going to talk about last night's game between the Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Get into a little bit of a preview for this weekend's game against the Washington Capitals. And we will have our gritty thing of the week. We'll also sneak in some talk about Jack Eichel because that was the biggest story in hockey yesterday. Our long national nightmare is over on that front. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, so Flyers lose a bit of a heartbreaker in OT to the dreaded Pittsburgh Penguins, 3-2. to And I have to say, like I alluded to in the intro, Carter Hart was definitely this game's hero for the Flyers. He was the most consistent and best player out there on the ice all game. He made some tremendous saves throughout, and I thought his rebound control was pretty good. It wasn't until maybe the end of the third period that pucks bounced off and penguins were getting multiple opportunities on a rush. And, you know, speaking of those pens, man, they had a good game. They had 21 high danger chances for in regulation. And that's a tough job for a goaltender in any game. And so Carter Hart absolutely deserves player of the game for this. And it's been really good to see him performing so well that, you know, you cannot put this game on him. That first goal was a deflection and, you know, the Flyers just weren't consistent enough throughout this game in order to support that performance that Carter Hart gave him. I think uh, Travis Konechny, said it really well in the post game. He said there were times where they played into the Penguins high tempo game. Um, They had moments where they stuck to their own game and were able to play simply and directly where they did dominate, but they didn't play the full 60. And yeah, you're right, Travis, you did not play the full 60. Once again, the dreaded second period got to them as well. I thought the Penguins really dominated that period across the board. I I thought they were really lucky to come out of this game with a point. And, you know, I think one of the other big factors in this game was the passing. It just wasn't clean. It wasn't crisp. You see a lot of guys stretching to try and get passes that normally they would have been in the right spot for. And I think it was kind of a mix between, you know, the passes being off, but also people not skating hard enough to be in the spot where the pass 
arrived. And that's just hockey 101 is, you know, you got to pass the puck where the skater is going to be. Well, if the skater isn't going at the speed that you would normally expect them to be, then you're going to miss. And there were some pucks that were behind skaters as well. And so I just didn't think they had that clean kind of a game that they're going to have to play against a team like the Pens who, you know, have a lineup of random guys like we talked about on yesterday's show and yet somehow managed to get it together. Of course, Chris Letang coming back off the COVID list, playing almost half the game entirely and scoring the game-winning goal. It's kind of a storybook thing. So sometimes we expect that kind of thing in one of the games against the Penguins. But, you know, I think these things just sort of happen in hockey and you got to take what you can from it. I think, like I said, they absolutely need to work on some of their set plays and some of what they're choosing to do on these rushes. They had, I think, several rushes where it was two on one or almost a two on oh and didn't really have a game plan going into it. So they didn't get much out of it. And of course they didn't because that's what happens when you don't have a plan going into that. I think the other thing that I want to talk about is the power play. Now they were one for three. They did get a power play goal in this game, but I still do not like those changes that they made with putting Keith Yandel on the second unit and having Ivan Provorov on that first unit. I think just the way that those guys play on the top unit, they need somebody who is a little bit more creative with the puck up there at the point. And even though they did get that one goal, like I said, they just didn't have a ton of shots on the power play. They had two shots total in their three power plays. And that's not going to get you what you need to do to win games. You got to take advantage of those kinds of opportunities and they just didn't. As far as the forward lines go, you know, the only one that I thought stood out in a good and bad way was the third line. Lindblom had a lot of chances again this game. Scott Lawton obviously scored that game tying goal. JVR, I, I thought again, good feed on the goal but I just think that together they feel snake bitten even though they are working hard and underlying numbers say they were the best line for the Flyers out there for the game and I I would have to agree with that on the eye test as well they just feel like they're about to break through and just aren't quite getting there so that All of them are contributing. I just, more than anything, I just want Oscar Lindblom to score a goal. I think that would just, first off, help him individually and make his confidence a little bit better. But I think it would help kickstart that line as well. You know, just one-off goals from them going on. They just really need some sustained offense and pressure and success. And I think they could really take off. As far as the other lines go, I feel like whatever energy that the third line had, it feels like they maybe took it from the second line. Uh, Broussard, Farabee, and Atkinson didn't feel particularly strong out there. Um, Their numbers were much, much lower, you know, only a 28 
Corsi for overall for that game. And I think, you know, Joel Farabee had fits and starts of energy in that game, in that game. Cam Atkinson was certainly less visible than he has been in the past several games. And Derek Broussard was working hard out there, but it just, again, felt like this line wasn't contributing as much as it had been in some previous games. The top line, again, Konechny had that gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous power play goal. Just the way he lifted that puck at the top of the net um, looked so amazing. But overall, again, I think, you know, Couturier was a big part of the sloppy passes going on in the game. And you could tell Giroux was frustrated. So they just need to figure out how to get a 60 minute game together and have each line operating at their peak. And I know that sounds pretty basic, but it's just something that the Flyers just haven't been able to put together a complete game all season. And so again, I'm pretty grateful that the Flyers at least got a point out of this one. And I think, you know, they should know exactly what they need to do going into the game against Washington. And we will be talking about that coming up next. But first, I love Thanksgiving. There's so much good food and there's tons of treats, just a huge spread in my family. I don't know what you do. Maybe you want a yummy dessert, but you want something that isn't so full of all those calories and high sugar. Well, that means it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bars is the great way to get in that holiday dessert with having much fewer calories. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. A slice of pie has about 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars only have 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. You can replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. They're all covered in real chocolate, so you're gonna get something delicious no matter what. They're also a great option just for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Bilt Bar. Share some at your family gatherings. It will make things a little less awkward. There will be new surprises all month from Built Bar with limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. And there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, looking ahead to Saturday night's game against the Washington Capitals. The Caps have had some overtime bad luck themselves. This season so far, they are 5-1-4. and four. So four overtime losses for them. And so maybe the Flyers can capitalize on their bad luck and turn things around and get a win in D.C. Yes, I'm very sorry. That was a terrible pun. I will stop now. But the Caps had a regulation unbeaten streak going into 
the game the other night against Tampa, but then lost three to two. Before that, they had blanked the Yotes. Uh, they lost in OT to the Red Wings and the Flames, but had won against Ottawa. So a little bit of back and forth in terms of them winning and losing games. Not a lot of consistency there, but they do have those five wins. They've also had some injuries plaguing them so far. Um, of course, we know that Nick Backstrom has been out. TJ Oshie has been out. Nick Dowd was out, but he was back in the lineup last night versus Florida on the fourth line. Oshie right now is week to week and Backstrom's still on LTIR. He's got that hip injury going. Uh, we talked about that in the crossover with the Locked On Caps host a couple of weeks ago. Caps did lose their game last night, 5-4 to four in OT versus the Florida Panthers. Ovi scored. Uh, he had a goal and two assists in that game. The weirdest thing happened, though, with their goaltending situation. So Ilya Samsonov was supposed to start. Vitek Vanacek played the first minute in 45, but then Samsonov came back in. So it seemed like, you know, there was like some sort of emergency situation. I'm air quoting that right now that uh, he could not be on the ice and uh, then came back in the game. He was later pulled in the game, though, by Peter Laviolette. So there could be some opportunities there with some up and down goaltending going on with the Caps. My guess is that we'll see Vitek Vanacek based on that. But again, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Panthers scored early in that game. And uh, much like, you know, the Flyers have pretty rotten second period so far. The Caps are the opposite. They've been playing pretty well. They scored three goals in the second period last night. And I think that... You know, given how the Flyers played against the Pens and knowing that they have a very specific thing or a specific couple of things they need to work on from that game in terms of crisper passing, playing a full 60 minutes, I think that's exactly what will help them going into a game against the Caps. Now, the other thing that I didn't talk about yet in terms of the game against the Pens from last night is the defensive play. We are very seriously missing Ryan Ellis. I thought the Sanheim and Risto pairing had some pretty interesting decision making going on um, thought they made some tactical errors and you know when Risto was able to get somebody off the puck then they just like couldn't do anything with it and Sanheim made a couple of mistakes and got in a little too deep and wasn't able to cover getting back and that's just something you cannot do against the Capitals um, that top line that the Caps have is going to be really tough to defend and looking at you know the Pro V Braun pairing versus Sanheim Risto in terms of who's potentially out there when Kuznetsov uh, with Ovi and Tom Wilson are out there on the ice. I think either one of those pairs is going to have a tough time. And so they're just going to have to play really clean games in order to stop that line. 
both Ovechkin and Kuznetsov were in the top 10 for scoring this season so far. And so that is absolutely going to be the key to the game is to stop them. Uh, That's exactly why the Caps lost versus Tampa is that uh, Tampa was able to shut that line down pretty much. And, you know, that's, that's what you have to do again with some of those other injuries, their depth isn't that great. So they're going to have to take advantage of whatever opportunities they get when they're playing up against those third and fourth lines for the Caps because the Caps defense has been pretty good across the board. John Carlson is on that top pairing with Martin Faravari, who has actually done pretty well. And it's a good combination for them. Faravari is a pretty fast skater. He can close those gaps. He puts himself in the right spot. And they complement each other really well because Carlson is definitely more offensively minded and gets in the rush. He's known primarily as a goal scorer. As a defenseman, uh, Faravari is a true rookie this season. He got a few games in last year. But again, you know, they've been performing pretty well. Their other pairings, uh, the second pair of Dmitry Orlov and Nick Jensen are especially good. Uh, There was an article on Japer's Rink website that they had outscored opponents 9-1 to uh, prior to last night's game while that pairing was on the ice. So they're going to be pretty dangerous and the Flyers need to make sure that they can counter that when they're out there on the ice. Another player that the Flyers are going to have to keep an eye out on is Connor McMichael. He is a rookie for the Caps this year. People had thought that maybe he was borderline AHL, but he is impressed so far. He's getting decent minutes and could definitely stick in the lineup for the Caps for this season. And he got his first NHL goal last night. So he's buzzing and ready to go. And I think that, again, because of the injuries that the Caps have had, guys like McMichael have been getting a shot and they are taking advantage of those chances that they're getting and performing really well out there. So, you know, looking at this Caps team, I think they're absolutely beatable. And again, as long as you get them to OT, they ostensibly will lose the game. Uh, We'll see if that holds true. But, you know, when they do play a regulation game, they've been tending to win those. And I, I think, keep it simple. Stop Ovechkin and and that first line. Don't get sucked into any stupid stuff because Tom Wilson is out there. And then just make sure that you get the best matchups that you can. Just be really good out there with the quick shifts and making sure you're getting those matchups that you need. And then they're just going to have to play a pretty solid defensive game. And, you know, no big. That's it. And uh, hopefully the Flyers can bounce back from this loss against the Pens and win one against the Caps. And I'm not sure I would bet on it, but if I do, I'm absolutely betting on the Flyers. And the place to do that 
is BetOnline. BetOnline is back and better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of basketball season. They've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the basketball and football and hockey action this season. Head to their new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From hockey to basketball, football, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, before we get to our gritty thing of the week, we have to talk about the Jack Eichel deal. And I think, you know, this has just been something that's been hanging over the NHL for the season thus far. And it's just kind of a relief that this thing is over. I think for me, one of the things about it was that early on when kind of the Eichel sweepstakes was wide open, I was worried that he might go to the New York Rangers, you know, and I think until they signed that Zibanejad deal, there was a real possibility that it could happen, but then they just didn't really have the cap space and it would have taken a lot more. So he's not in the division. And it seems like from what the Sabres were saying, they were definitely going to send him out West. And it seems like there was a little bit of trade bait out there with, you know, some rumors about Calgary, including Matthew Kachuk. But you know, that could have been just something to get something better out of Las Vegas, which is where Jack Eichel wound up. So Eichel is now a Vegas Golden Knight. And in return, the Buffalo Sabres got Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, a first round pick in 2022 and a second round pick in 2023. The first round pick is top 10 protected, although it's Vegas, so not sure why that was necessary. But there was also no salary retained by Buffalo, and I think that was a big part of the deal as well. Was that the best deal that the Sabres could have gotten? I don't know. It feels like the rumors that were out there about the Flames and then a potential deal earlier in some of the speculation out there, like with the Canes, might have been a little bit better. But I do think that they weren't going to get a ton of things like three first round picks or anything like that, just because, you know, there is some significant risk here with Eichel and the surgery and is it going to pan out for them? Is it going to, you know, make him the player that he was before or the potential of the player that he was before? We just don't know that. And so, you know, I think that Vegas doing what they do with acquiring top players and sticking to their guns in trade deals, you know, I think they made a really good deal. And you know, only time will tell in terms of whether or not this has been worth it for them. They're constantly in a win now mode, and this is a win now kind of deal. The most important aspect of all of this is now Jack Eichel can get the surgery that he wants. And that was part of this whole thing was that Buffalo did not 
agree with the course of action that he wanted to take medically. And that's where Eichel and the Sabres came to this crossroads. So, you know, I think that at least there was some good faith negotiation between them before it came to this. And now that's over. Eichel can get his surgery next week, I think. Uh, They're looking to to do that and then he should be able to come back for the end of the regular season I think after the Olympic break so he will not be on team USA but look for him to potentially be hitting the ice for Vegas following the Olympic break and you know just wish him the best of luck Uh, It'll be fun because he'll be in the same division as Connor McDavid. And, you know, always those comparisons with being the number one and the number two pick that draft year. And now they'll get to play each other in a lot more games. So looking forward to that aspect of it. And uh, now that's over. All right. So we're going to wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. Not a ton of gritty action. I'm sure they're planning a ton of stuff for the gritty 5k that is happening tomorrow. So looking forward to that. And we will talk about all of those gritty moments next week. But for now, we just have uh, one sort of belated Halloween related item where there was a great TikTok from the Island Boy sound um, with Gritty just doing a real good dance. The belly button is green, which I appreciated. There was amazing board shorts. There was uh, some additions to the helmet that just made the whole outfit fun. The dancing's good. Uh, You know, I just love it when they get in on these trends like that. Then the other thing, again, not official, but sort of half official because it featured uh, a Flyers alumni and not just any Flyers alumni, but Eric Lindros. And there was a a picture of him and one of his kids. Uh, He is dressed up as, I think, somebody from Monsters, Inc., uh, but one of his kids is dressed up as Gritty. And it's like, it's a pretty good Gritty costume. I gotta say, super impressed by that. They look like they're having a good time. I am very intrigued by the stacks of skulls surrounding the Lindros doors, if that's where they are. I don't know if they're at home or, or somewhere else out, but wherever they are, they've got like skulls on either side of the door, which are a little creepy, but that's Halloween. So that's a fun part of it. That'll wrap things up for today's show. Again, tomorrow's the Gritty 5K, so there'll be lots of good, fun community flyers content tomorrow. Thanks for listening to today's show. We will be back again on Monday recapping the Flyers vs. Caps game. We'll have our nemesis of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. You can send in mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.